0: Welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are three witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey everybody, welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. I'm Selena. I'm Luna. I'm Ifa. Eva is here, you Oh, guys. my God. Eva's mm-hmm. back. Ah. Oh, Yay. my God. I'm so excited <laughs> that you're here. Yay. <laughs> um, I've got to tell them when we are. Um, so it's September 2nd, 2019. Our sun is in Virgo. Yay, Virgo. And uh, Yay, we have Virgo. a waxing moon in Libra. So that's awesome. Um, I guess we're going to talk about Temple Fest. Please. I want all the goods because I didn't get to go. Girl, you got to
1: come next year. I'm coming next year. I was on Baby Watch, remember? when We I had understand. all that go down. It's all
0: good. Everybody's mm-hmm. happy. Everybody's healthy. We're good. So, so Luna's family, no babies next year. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's I not going to be here. No, I don't think we'll have that problem, actually. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. So come to Temple Fest next year. Yes, absolutely. I'm already putting quarters in my jars. Awesome. I'm getting ready. So uh, me and Eva went to Temple Fest. This is my fourth Temple Fest, and you're... Third. Third Third. Temple Fest. Didn't y'all meet at Temple Fest? We did. I thought so. We affectionately call it Bestie Fest. Bestie Fest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. It's where we celebrate our anniversary. All right. Um, yeah, but no, it's fun. That's a fun story. I don't know if anybody wants to hear it. Everyone wants to hear it. I don't see why Do, not? You, do we ahead. tell the story? Yeah, tell the story. Okay, so this is the story of how Eva and myself <laughs> met once upon a time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh at Temple Fest. Um, okay, so this is the first. Temple Fest used to be at a, uh, a different location. And three years ago, mm-hmm. they moved to um, a, a retreat center. It's mm-hmm. like a nature retreat center. Um, and so it's awesome. And they have like cabins and yurts and all kinds of everything. And it's it's wonderful. And so by, I don't know if it was like a twist of fate or luck of the draw, um, or witchcraft, uh, she and I ended up in the same cabin.
2: But you weren't going to be in a cabin at first. You were in a yurt, right? Right. I was in a yurt, and they didn't know at the time, because it was their first time at this location, whether the yurts had power or not. And then it came out that the yurts have zero power, and it's like communal shower area, and that area has power, so if you needed to charge up your phone or whatever, you could do so there, blah, 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 blah. And um, as my husband so lovingly puts, when he thinks of camping... Oh yeah, he thinks me. Yeah, that's the first (laughs) thing that (laughs) pops into his head. That's sarcasm for anybody out there who does not speak sarcasm fluently. Um, So I was like, "Mm, hard pass for me. Thank you so much. So I contacted the person in charge of lodging because they said that there were some spaces left in dorms and cabins. Um, And so I said, I'd like to upgrade, please. And I did. And as luck, should have it. I'm doing the air quotes There's around air quotes. luck because I don't think it's luck. It um, was fate. Destiny. It was fate. <laughs> I ended up in the same cabin as the loverly Selena. Stop
0: it. Oh, and what's telling. interesting
2: is I was given options of two different cabins. The person said, I have one with these people and I have a cabin with these people and when she said Selena's name in the back of my mind I was like I think I know that person but I don't know where I know them from so I was like whatever that's good put me in that one it was the oddest thing because we had never met before no and when I rolled up to
0: unpack the car (laughs) um uh, you know, I was in a new place and even though I act like I own every place that I enter, I don't always necessarily feel that way on the inside. Um so, you know, I was like, "Am I in the right place? Is this is what I do? Do I just go in?" And um this little head pops out of the window uh <laughs> and was like, "Hey, are you in this cabin?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh that was Eva and she was excitable as a chipmunk and she was just she I was like, yeah and then she came out the door grabbed my hand and ran me through the entire cabin <laughs> showing me all the bunks and all the drawers and look at the bathroom and look we have these hooks and look inside this drawer it's so big mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> the whole thing she was she was ragging me around and I was just like what is this what <laughs> what what is this and uh, throughout the process of unpacking and unloading we had like 55 things in common and it was just kind of like are we best friends now yes we are yep. um and that's pretty much how it happened the whole the whole rest of that festival every time she would pass by she would be like hey bestie and it was just weird and it stuck so there you go that's <laughs> stuck. that's the story of how the we moral met of the story Fest. is
2: i'm very shy
0: <laughs> you almost made me choke <laughs> on my own coffee <sighs> my sinuses are on fire now oh, thank you She's very shy. She's afraid of people. Um, I'm shy. <laughs> no, but that was great, and I think about it every time I go there. I go by that cabin, and I just see her little head popping out. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Uh, well, but that's yeah. a good memory. Yeah, and you know it's it's a really great place, and, and I think it was a really exciting day for for you because that was the first time you had been really around other people of your tradition, right? Yep. Yeah. So, and you were. Halfway through, almost all the way through your Witchcraft 1? You were like I a was, month away from
2: finishing, I right? was, I was a month away from finishing W1. And yeah. the only interaction I had had to, up until that point with anyone in the temple tradition was online. So what was that like for you? Amazing. Because I got to put faces to names and like fully fleshed out people and energy signatures to online messages, you know, it's different. It's different being in person than interacting online. So hardcore Bonds were formed. I that's,
0: that's, that's one of the things that I really like about temple fest. If you follow me on Facebook, you've seen my sim- my sappy temple fest posts. Um, but I, um, I too am a distance member of the temple. So, um, my even though we have a, a local community of um, temple people for the most part, um, and I had met Christopher before, and, and I had met Stevie before as well. They had come down and done some workshops and things like that, but I didn't know my classmates, and I didn't just know everybody either. Um, so when I went up for the first time, I was by myself too, so I get that. Um, and just sort of being in that space and... and meeting people and working with, you know, a lot of people that are working kind of with the same energy currents that you're working with. It's, there's something about it. I don't know. I love it. It's, it's like, um, it's like a pilgrimage for me. And I tell you what, when I get back, this is one of the things we're going to talk about too. Um, I feel super refreshed afterwards. So we're going to talk more about that. Um, I'm just going to interject my thought and then we'll stop. Um, but let's talk about it. Okay, so so we had some it was kind of eventful getting there. I didn't have a really eventful time. Well, my flight was canceled the day before. Um and I was like, darn. But then they rebooked me on a different flight and then upgraded me to first class. I'm not hey. saying witchcraft, but I'm just gonna say witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't know. I just had a really smooth, easy travel day, and, and you did not have an easy travel day. I, I did not
2: have the She wasted the all her witchcraft t- on me. <laughs> I did not have the easiest of travel days. Um, <sighs> I got there on time. Some people were on time. <laughs> Thank you very much. My plane was delayed getting to the airport. I actually, it was there. It was just, like, in the hangar. They were doing, like, maintenance on it. And I'm like, chop, chop, people. I got places to be. I've got a connecting flight that I've got to make. And suddenly the flight is delayed by an hour. I had a 45-minute layover in Detroit.
0: The phalange was broken.
2: Thanks, guys. So, but then the pilot shows up. Gets on his little intercom, still in the airport. And he's like, we're not really anticipating it being this late. We're going to get it here in like 15 minutes. We're going to board. We're going to try and get this record freaking time. Let's do this. Bam. Like, even the gate agents were like on it. They were like pink tagging all the bags before the plane even rolled up. We're like, we're going to get you on board as fast as possible. We got this. Yeah. So here comes the plane. Rolls up. They do their safety check. Board is on record freaking time. I'm telling you. We should be in the world records book right now. That's how fast we got all got on. They shut the doors. They wheel us back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain. Due to fog, we are grounded <laughs> until further notice. I'm like, no. No crap, So really. we literally have to sit there. So after waiting <laughs> in the airport for the plane to show up, now we have to sit in the plane and wait for the fog to clear. Awesome. Great. So... I'm watching the clock, I'm watching the clock, I'm watching the clock. And I'm like, okay. Finally, after what seems like forever, the fog clears. We're clear for takeoff. We go, we're in the air, and I'm trying my best to just hold on to, I'm going to make it. (laughs) I'm going to make it in time. I'm going to make it in time. Are you you going to introduce Jazzy Pants because our sound guy is having a heart attack over here? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that is my cat at the door. She is not happy that I have kicked her out. She wants to be part of this podcast as well. So now she is because even through the door, you can hear her loud meows. I hope Sound Guy does not cut her out. Don't I do hope not? It. Sound Guy, Just she'll keep it come as after you. Real
1: as possible. <laughs> guy
2: always cuts himself out, and we don't like it. So, we hates it. So we get to <laughs> Detroit, and I have my gate. So I haul tail like I am running to my connecting gate. I get there. I'm running up. I'm looking out the window. I see the plane. I see it. It's right there. And as I walk up, the sky bridge is pulling away. And I'm like, you sons of bitches. (laughs) And the gate agent's like, I'm sorry. The plane, we're no longer boarding. Like, I can see it. It's right there. It's right there. They had already shut the door. They had already, you know, pulled the bridge away. I'm like, son of a bitch. I could jump that. Just open the door. I can jump it. Like, come on. I got this. Like, let you me let me do some stretches runway. first. Bring up the
1: little little stairs. Let me get right. on. Dang. Exactly.
2: Like, let me do some stretches. I can jump. I'm good. Did you try <laughs> no. throwing a hissy fit? I I don't want to be that white woman.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be that. Woman? I don't, don't want to be. YouTube when you do that kind of shit. I don't want to do that. <laughs> she might have been on that plane. though. I know. No, I don't know. Right.
2: But still, <laughs>
0: don't don't do that. She could be in jail. Too. So.
2: So, they're like, sorry, go to the help desk, and they'll reroute you, blah, 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 blah. So, I go, and they're like, we can get you there. Now, keep in mind, before I continue, keep in mind, I was supposed to arrive in New Hampshire around noon. Okay, keep that in mind. So, help desk is like, clickety, clickety, click. Oh, we can get you there at about 11.45 p.m. And I'm like, that is a 12-hour difference from when i am supposed to arrive unacceptable yes it's it's a no for me dog (laughs) they're like well we have one that flies out at about two ish it's gonna land at about four ish but it's it's full but we can put you on standby i was like all right put me on standby we'll see what what happens there so i go to that gate now keep in mind like I have to wait like three or four hours just for this standby flight. So I go grab something to eat. I go sit down at the gate afterwards. I'm sitting there waiting for any gate agent to walk up to this freaking gate so I can get any kind of information on what my chances are. Finally, somebody arrives. I ask them, be honest with me. What are my chances of getting on this flight? She looks me straight in the face and I can see it in her eyeballs. I can see it. She's like, (laughs) she's like, This flight is overbooked. I'm about to start having to bump people. I was like, thank you for your honesty. So I'm just like, I'm fuming at this point because all of my perfect Virgo plans are falling apart and I can't deal with it in my soul. So
0: I'm like... (laughs) That's um, like, that's true. I'm gonna interrupt for just a second because I'm already in Manchester at this moment. Like, hey girl, where you at? And I'm getting a stream of text messages. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, that is an accurate representation. <laughs> Please continue. It was most unpleasant. <laughs> so she
1: sounded a little like Captain Caveman with the <laughs> right?
0: man. You don't see him
2: anymore. exactly. <laughs> so, so then, what I, happened? So I text Selena, I'm like, bestie, they overbooked this flight, I ain't getting on this, I'm about to go ape shit over here. And she's like, can you get to Boston? I was like, holy fuck, Boston. (laughs) So I go back to the help desk, and she's like... The agent's like, "Oh yeah, we can." This is my impression of every like gate agent ever. Every gate oh, agent yeah, sounds like that. We can. Oh, They're from the Midwest, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, we have a flight there. We can get you there by like four. Is that gonna work for you? I'm like, yes, please. Like, get me there, whatever. And then she's like, clickety clickety click. She's like, oh, well, it looks like there are some seats available. But it's not in the same um, class that you were booked on. I looked her in the face and I was like, lady, I will ride in the bathroom if I have to get me on this plane. And she was like, okay, let me try something. Blah, blah, blah. Clickety click. Okay, good. I got you on this flight. I'm like, good. So I get Back on my phone, y'all don't see my thumbs going a mile a minute right now, but they do on the camera. She also types when she says clickety-click. Clickety-clickety-click. That's typing, (laughs) yeah. All the hand (laughs) motions. So I'm messaging Selena. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'll be in Boston. I will Uber to New Hampshire if I fucking have to. I will catch an Uber from Boston to freaking Manchester, New Hampshire. She's like, no, no, no. Give me the car rental reservation information. I'll see if I can get the car early. I'll go rescue you. Okay, great. So, good news. The car rental. Look, I'm going to give a shout out to Budget Car Rental right now. Because they were rock stars and allowed us to get our car early and saved me from like i don't know destruction <laughs> oh my gosh it would have been awesome i'm just i'm just saying destruction yeah they were so, great they were great they, they were just were, like yeah oh. they were great shout out big shout out to them so mm-hmm. use them budget budget rental car um so that is my cat scratching on the door by the way <laughs> so all is well i get on my flight i even had like my seat assigned everything And it was one of those three seaters. I was in the aisle. There was a dude at the window, and no one was in the middle seat. It was glorious. I'm like, fuck yeah, in the seat, (laughs) going to Boston. This is going to be great. Everything's on the up and up, door shut. (laughs) (laughs) pushing back going to taxi ladies and gentlemen this is the captain due to weather in the boston (laughs) area we are grounded until further notice i'm like are you fucking shitting me (laughs) are you every freaking flight is delayed except the one flight that would have gotten me there on time are you freaking kidding me so there i am once again sitting on a plane all of my gorgeous Virgo plans just falling apart. For an hour, I sat on that plane, waiting for the weather to clear enough. And finally, finally we take off. And it was one of those that has like the, the movie screen on the back of the seat in front of you so you can watch the movies and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to read. I'm not going to do n- I'm just going to zone out. I'm going to watch a movie. What do I want to watch? So I'm going through. Oh, this one looks great. So, ladies and gentlemen, I watched Apollo 13 on that flight (laughs) with heavy turbulence because we were flying through storms. So, um, unless you're in, like, the worst possible mood ever, and you're just like, this is fine. This is fine. If this is what happens, this is what happens. I don't recommend watching Apollo 13 on a flight. I, however, enjoyed it immensely. (laughs) If you haven't seen that movie, watch it. It's great. It's a wonderful, triumphant (laughs) story.
0: Meanwhile, back in New Hampshire...
2: I got the Meanwhile, car. back in New Hampshire. I checked into
0: the hotel. I unloaded all my suitcase. I had lunch. And I had a nice leisurely drive for an hour and a half to Boston,
1: <laughs>
0: where I sat in and the waited. airport <laughs> for two damn hours while our plane was <sighs> on the ground. Because mm-hmm. there were more. She couldn't
2: even get out of the plane for right. a while. Right. Right. So once we landed in Boston, because everything had been grounded in Boston due to weather, the departures... We're just getting going. So all of the gates were full of Mm -hmm. flights waiting to taxi to take off. So we had no open gate to pull up to to deplane. So once again, I'm sitting on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Selena's texting me like... Ready to burst through the freaking fuselage of the plane like the Kool Aid Man, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna get you out.
2: <laughs> she was gonna get me out of that plane one way or another. Like it was just, it was a day. It was
0: a long day, but in the end, that's why we travel the day before,
2: right? <laughs> that in is the why. End, that's why we traveled the day before,
0: and we had a nice dinner. You know, you didn't have to murder the host at the host I- stand. Even though he almost told us there wasn't a table, she was like, I see one right there. And I was like, oh, shit. we got to feed her now. Um, it's right there. I promise. Was angry. I promise there's a table right there. Yeah. And then we got back and uh, rested up. And the next day we slept in, got all our stuff together, had lunch, went to Walmart and got some, like, snacks and stuff. And, um, you know, got our drive. Because the airport's like an hour from the festival where it is. So anyway, so all the travel has occurred and everyone who has sat and listened to that. Now we'll talk about temple fest. Um, yes, it's an, it's an entertaining story at, at the least. Um, so we get there and I'm telling you just driving up to the space on this road. Like it's just so exciting cause we know what's coming up and you know, you start seeing like things that you remember from last year and, um, it's just exciting. Sergeant Camp Road, we're just like, <gasps> we're almost there. So, that's probably hurt everyone's ears just now. <laughs> Sound guy's going to have to like take some crazy out of that. But um but anyway, so we get there and the first day is kind of a scramble cuz you're um you're checking in and you're unloading and you're meeting your cabin mates and it's just like this frenzy of activity. Um and you're seeing people that you haven't seen, you know, in a year. A lot of these people I don't see once a year. And um, get all checked in, and then we have opening ritual. And it was beautiful. I love opening ritual, because everybody sort of comes together, and then you can sort of look and see who all's there, and um, open the space and connect with the spirits of the land) um, in the space that we're in for the weekend and I got to watch several friends get ordained, which was awesome, including one of my classmates and I love her. So I'll give her like a shout out without mentioning her name. Um, so that was wonderful to be a part of and experience that. And then we have dinner. Yeah. And then f- I go straight from there to consecrations. What did you do? Cause the consecrations, the way they work, um, uh, let me just tell what that is. Um, We do, um, this is part of, or or it may be the entire reason that Temple Fest exists was to give distance community members an opportunity to come and have their initiations and consecrations when they graduate a level of the mystery school, um, to be with their classmates and have, um, and be with their teacher and have that initiation experience, um, or elevation experience, whatever it happens to be. And so, um... I, I love that so much. That's, that's one of the main reasons I go is to, well, that's not the only reason, but I definitely, am always going to be a part of that as long as they'll let me, let me in that space. Um, cause I like to be, be present and hold space for those that are going through those consecrations. I know that when I was being consecrated, it really meant a lot to me when, um, people who had already graduated and high priests and priestesses in the tradition would come and hold space for us and be present and share in that moment with us. It really meant a lot that they were there and that my work, you know, for whatever reason was important, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, they were present because they were showing us that we were important and that what we were doing was important and our transformation was important. Um, So I want to give that, to other people coming along the same path behind me. Um, so I miss all the fun stuff <laughs> that goes on on that night. Uh, but the way they work is we start with the <clears throat> Witchcraft 4 graduates. There's four levels in the Mystery School. So we start with the Witchcraft 4, and then we do level 3, 2, and 1. Um, and they each take about an hour. So it's, you know, it's a long, long night. Mm-hmm. Um, But if that way, if you have each, each year, like if you've completed witchcraft four, you get your consecration and then you can stay and witness and hold space for those, for those in the, um, previous years. Okay. Um, that way you don't have people coming and then having to leave, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so as we go through the experience, um, it grows. We start off with, you know, a handful of people and then the, those, those, um, graduates stay and then we get some more people come in for the next level and they stay, you know, and not everybody stays, but a lot of people do. And so by the time we're done, there's, you know, there's probably 15, 20 people holding space for the witchcraft one graduates, you oh, know, wow. and the room is just full and it sort of helps add to the energy and it helps support those, um, you know, Christopher who is, uh, running the, blah, the consecration, right. um, you know, it just sort of builds onto that energy and, and it's, it's a beautiful experience. So, so what did you do before you came to consecrations? Cause you got your witchcraft too, consecration.
2: Yes. I, gosh, I don't even remember now. Ha. I hung out with my classmates. Did you go to the social? Mm, briefly. What do they do there? I'm curious. <laughs> they, they serve adult beverages. For People twenty-one and over. It's probably a good thing. I don't go to the social. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I didn't stay very long. They had like uh, game but night I did, and everything did you too.
0: Do what? They have like a game night and everything, right?
2: They do tabletop games and all kinds of fun stuff. I don't know. I wasn't there for all of that. Yeah. I left before all of that started because I had to go and gussy myself up and you know <laughs> prepare all that yourself, good stuff. prepare Ground, myself, center. And, yeah, <laughs> walk to the um, yurt. <laughs> walk to the yurt yeah we have to walk walk to the yurt and hang out and wait so uh my classmates and i we met up beforehand we walked back to the yurt now this is in the middle of the night in the woods it's glorious it was wonderful um we made our way there sat in the yurt which once again has no power Mm-hmm. So some people have flashlights with them, and they would click their flashlights on for a little while, but then they would click them off. And so we're sitting there in the dark, and we're telling stories about this and that and everything else. Until someone comes and gets us. And this year, the person who was sent to get us was none other than the fabulous Selena. Uh,
0: that's true. I was filling in. It was a last-minute stand-in. Oh, well, that's cool.
2: Nice. Yeah, I know how to throw so, the lantern. I mean, so I didn't do much before. Um, a little socializing, but mostly just preparing for consecration. It's really interesting just walking to go and get you. Can I tell a little bit about that?
0: Do it. I mean, it sounds so simple. It's like you walk to the yurt, you pick them up, you bring them back, no problem. But I know, um, see, I never had that experience Um because when we were at the my first consecration for myself at this new space um we were the first ones to go so we just kind of met on the porch um but just walking out there and and I see better if there's not a flashlight honestly um but I had this lantern so it kind of was screwing with my vision a little bit and I couldn't I really couldn't see past the little glow of this one little candle you know um but just leaving leaving the consecration space and going to – walking through through this path through the darkness, you know, walking to collect people at the yurt with my little lantern, It it kind of just wraps you in that darkness and that silence for a little while. And you walk up and I can hear them talking and things like that before I even get to the door. And all they see is my lantern outside, you know, and then it just goes silent. And they come and – you know, and they follow me back and it's just sort of this, this silent walk. Like they're not talking as we're walking back and it, it's just feels like a procession. Um, and you can feel their sort of thought processes and they're sort of going back over the things that they have worked on this year. And I'm thinking about that too. I'm thinking about which, which group I have and the things that they've learned and where they're at on their journey, um, within the tradition and. I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of like walking a labyrinth or doing other, some other sort of sacred walking. Mm -hmm. Like you're, it's a, it's a meditative experience just transitioning from this is where we were and we're going into this ritual space Mm -hmm. to have this experience together. So it's kind of a, something I really enjoyed taking them on that little journey through the darkness. And it wasn't like, you know, it's not like anything happened, but for me, it was meaningful. So I don't know if it was meaningful for them. They were probably like, damn it, there's a stick. That's a mud puddle. (laughs) Oh, crap. My robe just tore."
2: I don't know. Well, if anybody was thinking that, uh, they were... They were quiet about it, right? (laughs) They were quiet about it, and they weren't really in the moment because, yeah, it, it very much has that meditative quality to it when you're walking there. You're getting into your proper mindset, your proper energy space.
0: And that's kind of um, the purpose of uh, waiting in the yurt, too, and not having, you know, cell phones and a lot of people talking. And it gives you that time to yourself and, and without a lot of, you know, extra stimulus to prepare yourself and get into that liminal space, you know? Yep. And I don't know if you'll do that or not, but... That's my idea of what happens in there. Don't don't dispel my my dreams. Um so anyway, so consecrations and we went on till um midnight, right? Yep. Right around midnight is when that ends up. And then we all go back uh to our cabins and sleep. And I'm going to say something about the beds at Temple Fest. Look, they are camp beds. They're they're smaller than twin-size beds. They're like skinny. Um and I thought You know, I'm never going to sleep on this. It's going to be horrible. I got a bad back, you know. And there's something about those beds. I sleep like a rock and I wake up feeling amazing. And I don't know what they're made out of, but I think there's witchcraft involved. (laughs)
2: Like, I don't
0: know how I sleep so good on them, but I do. And I slept so good. Woke up ready to go on Friday morning. So Friday. Oh, we had, uh, we had Christopher was our keynote speaker. He usually does the keynote on the first day. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. So he did a <laughs> keynote on the witch's tongue. It's exactly what it sounds like. Oh. <laughs> he was making these little lizard faces like, well, <laughs> um, But that was an excellent, excellent keynote. I don't have my notes in front of me, so I can't really talk a whole lot about it. Do you want to talk about it? I've been talking about other. the witch's tongue. Yeah. But t- tell me about the witch's tongue. Just a little <laughs> like, you know, don't,
2: don't give away all the secrets, all the secrets. Uh, it was, it was, uh, let's see. The Did witches. you forget it what was, it was about? No, uh, It was about, um, just different vocal, different ways that witches can use our voice in witchcraft, you know, word choice, song, Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. And not even, give- yeah, you don't want to give too much uh, uh, and language in general and how language we in it. general. Awesome. So yeah. it was awesome. And I hope that he, um, writes a book about it or, I mean, he's, he's written here and there throughout the mystery school about some of the various things that were mentioned, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then what did you do next? Then then the workshops began, and they they had so many awesome workshops happening at the same time that it makes me want to pull my hair out. Um, yep. What did I what did I go to? Oh, I went to reinventing the wheel. I went to Elizabeth Graham's workshop, and their workshop was fantastic. I did loved let, it. Did
1: they let y'all know ahead of time what? Workshops are available so you can pick and choose before you get there? Or? Absolutely.
0: Uh, they post it on the website, and there's like a PDF you can print off. And that's that's what we do about a week before. Because okay. sometimes, you know, the schedule changes a little, um, is highlight all the things we want to go to. And I end up with a paper that's fully highlighted. Totally <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. And so I pull it out, and I'm like, where am I going next? Oh... Now I have to choose. This is the right. moment. So sometimes it, um, the choice is made based on proximity. Uh, like no. how close is it to where I am right now? Right. Because that, <laughs> that may be how I choose. Um, so some of these, I, I could, it was too difficult. But that's where I went, and I really enjoyed it. They were speaking about how to uh, how the wheel of the year doesn't necessarily fit with everybody's location Mm -hmm. and ways to connect with the land spirits where you are and the seasons where you are and, um, you know, recognizing the cycles of your area. So I really enjoyed that and their perspective was really interesting and I'd like to have them on the show. We're going to have Elizabeth Graham on the show. That would be awesome. Yes.
2: So then what did you go to? You, You didn't go to that one. What'd you go to? Oh you no! Want to... I went to, I went to the Angelic Bower Ball and Book yeah. workshop by Adam Sartwell. Adam is one of the founders of the Temple of Witchcraft, and it was really interesting. It was, um, it was a talk about and then a ritual uh, that he performed. We it wasn't like a group ritual. He performed it, but it was. Um, adapted from one of the grimoire rituals um summoning angelic spirits to commune with in a sacred space and that sacred space was held up through all of temple uh through all of temple fest and you could sign up for time slots to go into that space and commune with the angelic spirits and receive uh divine messages and that sort of thing. It was really interesting. That's really
0: cool. I did not get a chance to go and experience the Angelic Bower, but I I was part of setting up the – last year they had um, Crystal Skull Room, which was really awesome, Um, and I'm I'm sure the Angelic Bower was equally awesome. I just didn't see it, so I can't speak to it. Um, But it was kind of similar, and I hope they keep doing things like that uh, because it gives people an opportunity to go and experience – you know, something maybe that's different than what they could experience at home or, you know, on, on a regular practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gives them a chance to sort of step into their own space and have like, you know, because you're away from your personal meditation altar and things like that. So I, I like those little rooms and you and you book a time and you go in and you, you have your experience and then there's a guide there that can help you process it or if you need aftercare. They're there for that, um, and they kind of time you and make sure you come out and, you know, don't steal things. Um, <laughs> like a what all guides are for. Um, but, no, it's it's really interesting experience. I hope they continue to do things like that in the future. Um, and then we did what? We had lunch. i, I got to mm-hmm. say, you know, and I mentioned this when we were talking about Mystic South and how it was just like um, – Everything was like kind of really fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, Temple Fest is a whole different feeling from, and for me, it works really well. Um, there's a lot of big breaks, you know, like you have a couple of workshops and then you have a lunch break, which is like a two hour time break. And let's take a minute to talk about the Coffee Barons because <laughs> they saved, they are the real heroes of Temple Fest. Yes. Hail
2: the Coffee Barons.
0: <laughs> May you prosper and right? thrive. Excellent. They were, um, we usually, we've had an issue with coffee at mm-hmm. Temple This at this location. The first year, um, the, the center provides uh, coffee, you know. Right. But it was like, it was not to, it caffeinated to the level that we need as witches who are ritualing until midnight and then have, you know, 7 a.m. breakfast call. So um, then, then that was the first year we were all just like, you didn't want to see us. We did not look our best. Um, <laughs> people would come rolling into breakfast looking cranky. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. So then last year, everybody was like trying to figure out coffee hacks. So everybody had like instant coffee packets and things like that. And I I, I didn't enjoy that myself. Um, I brought the instant coffee stuff, but I was just like, this isn't working. And then so this year... Um, one of our members just set up a coffee um, little coffee shop on the porch so every morning they had like really good fresh coffee and in the afternoon at lunchtime they had cookies and like baked goods and I was just like here take all my money um, <laughs> and they had a uh, these awesome like TempleFest mugs. You buy the I'm mug and you get free refills on coffee. Yes, I want a mug. You got to come to Temple Fest to get a mug. you have to come get one. But you get refill. What? You get free refills on coffee if you have the mug. So, oh, man, it like changed the whole thing for me because I could stay up and do the rituals, and then wake up and have coffee that was good. So thank you, uh, Coffee Barons. Thank you, Coffee um, Barons. Please come back next year and the yes. year after that and all the other ones as well.
2: Also, if there was a chain of coffee shops called the Coffee Barons, I would fre- frequent that place so much. All the time? So much of my money would go to the co- – that's just a great name. It is. But you have to be employed by all people with the
0: last name Baron because that's, that's huh. the way it should be. I mean – You could
1: just initiate them as – that's true you could you could bring them into the family yeah
0: okay all right well well all right then (laughs) um so then we had uh lunch and free time which is great because it gives you a chance to process and talk and Mm -hmm. i love lunch because you come in and you sit down, and whoever sits with you is who you 're talking to and That's cool. uh, you know it 's great because you meet people that you didn 't necessarily already know, and you get to catch up with people and and it 's not like a rushed break time you have you have two hours um, so that was awesome and then afternoon, what did we do that afternoon? This was Friday. What did I do that afternoon? Oh, oh, we went to the, uh, we went to Ryan's workshop about oils and ointments and salves. So he showed us how to make, um, showed us the process of making herbal like ointments and and salves and how to, you know, mix and blend those. Um, So that was really interesting. And then the next one, we had another one right after that. What did we do? Is this? Is this where I slept? Oh, you went to Matthew Venus's.
2: I went to Man. Matthew Venus's workshop, The Fires of the Phoenix, a rite of spiritual transmutation, and it was phenomenal.
0: I to Anytime
2: to I have an opportunity to go to anything hosted by Matthew Venus, I'm there.
0: I agree with that. And he comes to New Orleans every so often, and mm-hmm. um, he's he's all over the place. So check out his website. Um I'd like to have him on the show too. I would would love to have Matthew on the show. Let's get him on the show. Um, Let's do it. But yeah, I I decided, you know, I followed my own advice that I gave other people on the, the last episode. And I actually took a damn nap. Good for you. Thank you. And I missed Matthew's awesome ritual. And, (laughs) and everybody was like, Oh, you should have been there. And I was like, you know what? I was asleep because my body needed sleep. Um, I was, uh, participating in or helping facilitate the, the late night ritual that started, it was like from nine to midnight, but gosh, we were there until what, almost two. Um, it was a long, it was a long one. Um, so I knew that I was going to be up late and I didn't want to be, you know, I wanted to be rested and fully in that space to help hold space for the ritualists there and and the people experiencing it. So I took a nap and missed Matthew Venus's workshop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, And then we had the ritual and I was participating in it. So I was, um, this was incredible. So I have to share a little bit about it. And there's some photos um, here and there on the uh, Temple of Witchcraft website Mm -hmm. and, and Facebook. And the Temple Fest Facebook, too, mm-hmm. I think. I think um, Instagram has some as up as well. So they did a recreation of the Tree of Life. And if you're not familiar with the Kabbalah, mm-hmm. then you don't understand how excited I am about it. Um, so they recreated the Tree of Life. in And I don't know what the scale was, but it was like 100 feet. <laughs> it was huge. It was huge. So they had like... Um, each sphere was like 10 or 20 feet around and then you travel the, the people coming in to experience the ritual would start at Malkuth and they would travel up the different pillars. They didn't do the whole tree, um, cause that would have taken a long time and they would have just been like husks by the time they got finished. Um, but they would choose a pillar to travel up and they would experience not only the spheres but the pathways as well and I was on a pathway I was the magician so I was at the very tip top between Bina and Kether and if you don't know what I'm talking about study Hermetic Kabbalah um, just do that Uh, but anyway but I'm not going to tell you everything here because it's too much but I was on that pathway so I was kind of at the top so I'm watching and it was all lit up with fairy lights and things like that And all of the ritualists were tasked with, um, oh, that reminds me, I'm supposed to write up a thing and send it to, I'll do that. Um, (laughs) but all the ritualists were tasked with choosing what they're going to wear and how they're going to present their, their sphere and, you know, what's going to happen within their, their area. Mm -hmm. So I was the magician. So mine was pretty easy. Um, you know, I just needed a, uh, the magician card from the tarot. Think of it like that. So each pathway on the uh, tree of life has a tarot card that uh, sort of holds those attributes. So anyway, so I was the magician. And um, so I just had a little altar table and I was uh, able to borrow some altar tools because I couldn't exactly fly with, right. you know, a blade and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um so Elizabeth Graham actually lent me some altar tools. So it was very nice. And Alex Wright lent me a table, which I sort of stole for a couple of days, <laughs> but I did get it back. I did get it back um, at the very last second. Uh, so anyway, but but just sort of watching it light up and watching all of these people that have put so much time and effort and, and thought and care into presenting that sphere and, and taking those... Um, People experiencing the ritual through through that experience mm-hmm. um, was incredible it was incredible and when we started, it just sort of came to life, you know like you see this movement within the spheres and along the pathways, and you had this just energy just you know the high priestess that had organized this ritual Alex Wright she was like okay it's time to get you know we're starting I'm going to get the first batch of people and uh, and we're going to get started and it was like something clicked and everybody just went took like a second and really started embodying those those um those fears and those pathways and you could feel the energy just mm. it was tangible and as the first people started coming up, you know, you can hear them. You can hear them starting on the path. And oh my gosh, Dragon Witchfire was, was doing Malkuth. And she is incredible. If you don't know her, if you haven't met her, she, she is like a powerhouse. And, um, she was she was doing Malkuth so you could hear her um and she would give people a choice of which path they were going to go up and i don't know if she necessarily always went along with their choices like her job was to make sure we were kind of all working um but you, you could hear her and then the that you could watch as the participants started their journey and i was at the top of the the pillar of severity so it's it's not a it's not an easy journey. Well, none of them are really an easy journey, or um, well, that's not really a journey at all. But watching them come through and move through those spheres and move through those pathways, and I know what they're experiencing. You know, not exactly, but I know what the idea is as they're coming up, and they come from Bina to me, which Bina is where they had, um, you know, the embrace of the. The, that primordial mother goddess, you know, that embrace that gives us life and, and death and, and, you know, so they would come out of that and they're just kind of raw, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, and each, each part of the, the journey they're, they're met with a challenge. There's some sort of challenge that they have to complete in order to go on. And, um, so it was really incredible, um, some of it i don't really remember clearly cuz i don't i don't know if i was like channeling a little bit or not but i remember quite a lot of it um and people would come to me and i would ask them my challenge question and the answers that they gave were moving and meaningful and a learning experience for me as the ritualist so i i i for if you are helping lead a ritual like you learn and you grow as much in that capacity as people who are experiencing it, maybe more because I had so many people coming through and bringing the wisdom that they learned Mm -hmm. to me, you know, and hopefully I was able to impart a little bit of wisdom back to them. Um, And then you lead them on to the last space. Um, So it was really an incredible experience and everybody who worked hard on that ritual and, designed it and planned it and came up with it and facilitated it and made it happen. Um, thank you. Cause it was extremely moving for me. And, and, and that's all I heard after that all the weekend of, was how beautiful and moving it was. Um, so that's, that's uh, one of the key features of Temple Fest is you get these incredible experiences um, in the evening rituals. So what, you, you went along it. Um, what was your experience, Aoife?
2: I have been in many, rituals. I've been in many circles over the years. I have never been so moved and literally shaken to my core as I was during that Kabbalah ritual. And at Temple Fest, there are, at least in the three Temple Fests that I've been to, there's a ritual Friday night and there's a ritual Saturday night. And From what I've experienced, the Friday night rituals have been experiential, like a personal experience with whatever the ritual is presenting, Um, as opposed to the Saturday night rituals, which have been, at least these past three that I've been to, have been more traditional circle group experience. And I've heard several people this past Temple Fest say, I think I'm going to skip the Friday night ritual so that I can get some rest and be there for the Saturday night. And I really encouraged them, no, you want to be there for the Friday night ritual. Trust me on this. You want to be there. And they trusted me and they told me afterwards that they were really glad that they went to this ritual because the individual experience of each person, even though there were three different paths that we could travel, we weren't necessarily able to choose which path. Sometimes we were just given a path at Malkuth. And in the Temple tradition, we learn about the Tree of Life in W4. And I'm just going into W3. So I didn't know what to expect. I have very little limited experience with the Tree of Life in that I know what it looks like on paper, but I've never studied it. Um, so I didn't know what to expect and I was, I was given the path to take and I didn't know what to expect. So I just went in with an open mind. Let's see what this is about. And that first pathway, man, she, it's like, she gut punched me energetically in a good way, like in a challenging, really get to know yourself kind of way. And from that moment, like I can just feel that center point in me just shaking with the experience. And afterwards, they have these aftercare tents for every ritual, every um, high-energy experience that you can go to um, for help grounding, for Reiki, for any, any aftercare that you need. And I've never gone into one of those, but in this one, it was so moving. I went in, and I needed help afterwards, just processing the experience that I had. And it's probably the most profound experience of any ritual I've ever been to. It was absolutely amazing. I don't want to give away like any like secrets or anything like that. But just trust me, if you've never been to Temple Fest, and you're going and you're wondering if you should miss the Friday night ritual, the answer is no, don't miss the Friday night ritual. It's amazing.
0: That's, um, the, you know, this is the first time I've actually made it to, um, the Friday night ritual. The first year I went, um, we were at the old location and we were doing, um, gosh, it was like an, um, we were, we were dancing the seven stages of alchemy. So it was like a long night of dancing. And I got through like the first four and then I was like, okay, I got to go home. Cause I was staying at a hotel that was like an hour away, um, so I, I didn't complete that experience and I usually am just like, I'm tired. I'm not going to the m- late night rituals. Um, so yeah, this was, and I think the coffee barons did a lot to facilitate this. Um, <laughs> this was the first, the first one that I've actually been a part of and then I was, I was involved in it. So, um, I'm definitely going to make sure that I'm there next year. And you, I don't know if you mentioned, you went up the pillar of mercy. So you, that first path that you're talking about is the path of the moon. And if you know um, anything about Kabbalah, then you know exactly what kind of experience that she would have had there. And I just, I've got to hand it to the ritualists because they all had such, um, such a unique flair that they brought to each of their paths. And they really honored the energy of that work and the experience there. So, it was incredible i was I was so humbled to be a part of it um, anyway, so I'll stop bragging about that now, maybe <laughs> um, and then you know I got oh God, it got so cold. it did get very cold. part of what I was doing was anointing people if they got my um, if they got my challenge correct, they would get anointed um, and it was water because you know at that point they've been through so many different you know incense right. and oils, mm-hmm. and I don't know what they've got I didn't want to mix anything or, or potentially have an allergic reaction. So I had some water that was blessed and charged. Um, and it was so damn cold (laughs) by the end of the night. And I was just like, I hope you get the answer wrong. So I don't have to stick my fingers in this cold water, but they didn't, they got, they got them right. And, uh, I froze their little foreheads and my fingers froze as well. Um, but we were soaked, soaked with dew and happy to be warming in our beds afterward, I think. Um, but anyway, where are we going to now? Then we went to sleep, and then Saturday morning came. Oh, they didn't ring the bell. They forgot to they ring, did not the, ring the, bell. the breakfast bell. That's what wakes us up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were trying to be nice, and they were like, oh, we didn't want to bother everybody because you were up so late. And we're like, ring the bell. We need it. Right. We need that bell. bell. Um, so uh, what did we do in the morning? We had breakfast. I'm looking at Saturday. That says Saturday evening. That's what I need. Saturday morning. Um, breakfast. And then. We went to Dragon's Ritual. <gasps> Dragon. Well, it Dragon. wasn't a ritual. It Witch was fire. Um, oh, she was talking about magical misfits and outcasts, uh, like allies. Man, it was great. And it was like a whole spiel about uh, m- working with Mosquito and working with um, allies that aren't, you know, like the wolf and the eagle. Mm -hmm. the phoenix um those big you know what everybody oh my totem animal is the bear you know that that whole thing so it was about all of the other creatures and the insects and the things that make us go um you know and what is their medicine what do we learn from them and what is what is their experience and what can we learn from working with those things that sort of disgust us um so it was fantastic and she's um what is it? What is her? What is her her job? She what's what's her education? I, I oh
2: the gosh. word is gone. Uh, environmental something
0: something. She, something. Uh, she does environmental science, but there's a specific thing, and I don't know what it is. I'm forgetting um, it. Yep, I'm forgetting it. But she's fantastic, and um. She really knows her stuff. That was awesome, awesome experience. And, uh, you know, I got to do a little meditation with the red wasp. <sighs> uh, I say meditation. It was a fight.
2: <laughs> uh, we screamed at <laughs> each other just like we do in
0: real life because <laughs> red wasps are horrible, horrible people. But they're not people, so that's why. They're not people. That's right. Man, right. look, I have so much animosity toward the red wasp, primarily because I'm allergic. but. They're just mean. They're so mean. <laughs> and so, you know, that's what I was going to go do my journey and go talk to this red wasp and see what I could learn. I didn't learn much in that particular moment because, again, I was I was screaming at a red wasp and it was screaming at me. Um, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to talk to their red wasp and see what I can learn. But you know what? The red wasp has really strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, they definitely let you know when you've crossed them. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a lot I can learn from a red wasp. Actually, I'll, I'll dig into that more. Right now, I'm still mad about it. Um, that ritual gave us some great one-liners. Some great one-liners. You're going to see some weird shit on T-shirts. It was from that ritual. <laughs> it was from that ritual <laughs> or from that um, from that workshop. So that the next workshop on Saturday, I missed it cuz I needed a shower. <laughs> and it does take that long to wash my hair. Think of me what you will. Um I can't afford to anger it. It will it will start hurting others and me. Um so I missed that
2: one. Did you go to what what did you do during that time? I missed that one as well. I took a step back. Um I wasn't really feeling 100% at the time. So I was like, I'll just, you know, take a moment and have an extra little sit down and process some of the uh, experiences that I had. So I just had a quiet session with myself there.
0: That's awesome. And then the afternoon, we had lunch, you know, Oh, and the vendors, I'm so glad the vendors are inside because then they (gasps) can just lock the door and the vendors don't have to worry about closing up and, you know... Packing away their stuff or whatever. Um, or, you know, the elements getting to it. So that was nice. I tried to avoid the vendor area because I knew that when I went in there, I was going to spend all my money. And that's what I did on Saturday. I went in, and I was like, damn it. Here's here's all my money. Toss, toss, toss. Um, yeah. But there's a um, wire artist there, and she's fantastic. Um, and I saw her last year, and I asked her to... Um, a commission for me for one of my tools for Witchcraft 5 which was the crown so she made this gorgeous circlet for me and you know worked with me on it and she was so nice and helpful and like it took you know a couple of months for us to get everything right and uh, it's perfect I love it it's beautiful and so she was back again and I was like I need all the things Um, so she made me a bracelet a cuff and it's gorgeous and it's kind of giant labradite Um, so she was wonderful, and her name is Laurel Ann, and I'm trying to remember what, it's like Wrapped Up in Jewelry is the name of her shop, it's probably here in the vendor listing of my book, let me find it, Marketplace, Do do do. is she? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wrapped Up in Jewelry, I had it right, so um, go check out her stuff, she's awesome, she's got a website of the same name, check it out, she's wonderful, um... Then what then, what do we do? I think that's what I did. Oh, and I went to an afternoon workshop no I didn't did I I'm looking Oh yeah, I went to a throw- to uh throwing the bones um it was a it was a workshop with uh Elizabeth Grant, Matuka Moonbear, and Matthew Venus, and they were talking about. Creating a bone set for uh, divination um, and throwing, and their process of making the bone set, and the kinds of things they use, and how they um, cleanse it, cleanse it, and all of that. And It was really fantastic and and informative, and that's something that I want to work on because I've been working with um, a temple set of witches runes lately, and I find myself to be really in tune with the um the energy and the cycle of that particular rune set. So I want to build on that and, and learning how to um, do that sort of divination is something that's big time on my radar. So that was awesome. And you missed it because
2: you were getting sick, right? You had a migraine. I, well, I wanted to go to that when I walked in and it was literally packed. It was so packed. Yes. It was so packed. And I was starting to just not feel Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to peace out. Yeah. And one of my classmates, um, she's on social media, The Wandering Witch. Check her out. Fabulous. Um, she and I decided to go and sit down on the pier and just catch up because she lives in Maine. I'm in Indiana. We don't get to see each other face-to-face often. I mean, once a year, really. And so we went sit and we just chatted. And honestly, I learned more in that chat. Then I would have been. Then I would have learned in the workshop not about divination, but just from some things that she and I discussed. I'm not going to go into detail, but I really feel like there was a reason that she and I were drawn to just let's just go hang out. That's awesome. She helped me through some stuff. Yeah. Um, So, but it was shortly after that that my migraine hit. And I was out of commission. Yeah. It yeah, was I, I, unpleasant.
0: I found you after the workshop at the dinner table looking very pale. I had mm-hmm. to take care of you for a little while. But fortunately, you have a lot of people that, you know, you got a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, somebody's like, here, I'll take you to the store and we'll get you some medicine and we'll do this. And, yep. you know, yep. it's a it's a real community experience there. So then we had dinner and and then... There was a where did I go? Oh, there was something else I did Saturday. Was it Saturday? It was Saturday. Um, the um, I went to Steve's workshop. Was that Saturday? Yeah, yeah it was after that. Oh, it was after yep. that. Okay, so I uh, went to the fires of the queer spirit um ritual with Steve Kinson, and it was incredible. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Temple of Witchcraft, but if you were part of the um, queer community then um the temple of witchcraft is the place for you um I have never felt so welcomed and so seen you know um as I do in within this community um and they 're just incredibly supportive, and that particular ritual is um not going to go into detail but it's 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 transformative and it 's it's incredible. So if you go to, um, Temple Fest and you are a member of the queer community, please, please, please. I hope they continue to do that every year. Um, go and experience that. You are very, very welcome, um, in that space. And then what did we do after that dinner? And then Wendy Rule's concert, which you could hear, we could hear her warming up and it was like, this siren song that was just permeating the whole premises. Like we were, we were in that workshop all the way at the Southern Lodge. And if you haven't been to Temple Fest, you don't know what I'm saying, but it was, it was, it's quite a distance from the Northern Lodge to the Southern Lodge. And that's where she was warming up and we could hear her. And, um, gosh, it was like, it was incredible just listening to her warm up. And, um, You could hear it all over the whole place. So if you weren't sitting at, you know, where the concert was happening, you could still hear it. Uh, Me and Aoife went and sat on the pier for a little while uh, while they were getting ready for the concert. And if you're not familiar with Wendy Rule's music, listen to it. It's it's a journey. Like, listen to her albums, you know, in order, because each album is, it's an experience and it's a journey and it's a ritual in itself. Um, And she's wonderful and her work is incredible. So check her out. Um, then what did we do? And then we had the wild hunt ritual, which I did not partake in because once again, I listened to my body. Um, but wow, we did go over to see cause they, um, had made this stag effigy and Sarah made it and I don't remember her last name, which makes me a jerk, but I'm sorry, Sarah, but it was beautiful. Um, the former Miss Indiana, the former That's what Miss I Indiana. Ah, uh, yeah. Cause she's, yeah. Okay. Um, but this this stag, you know, and it was almost life-size, it was enormous, um, was the, the root of the ritual. And we did go and look at the ritual because um, we could hear them. We could hear their, their drumming and we could hear their talking and we could hear them as they processed across the field. And then um, we watched while they lit up this effigy. And, man, you can hear Alex's voice like thundering across the whole field. Um, and everybody came back from that so we watched them dance around this massive bonfire for for quite a while and and again i was watching from a distance but it was still a moving experience for me not even being part of the ritual um just watching that like how often do you get to watch you know 150 witches dancing around well the pictures that that they've been publishing are
1: absolutely incredible too from that they are i'm jealous i missed it
0: me i'm jealous i didn't get in that ritual (laughs) you know i was i was sitting there watching it for a while but i did need some sleep um but man just hearing the drums and watching everyone dance and you could feel the energy just radiating out um and everybody came back with like it, it wasn't real blood, as far as I know, mm-hmm. um, just like bloods you know across their faces, and you know they were all just amped up from this this incredible ritual, and wow. oh man, I wish I had not slowed I wish i had ignored my body and gotten <laughs> in that ritual. <laughs>
1: you know the energy probably would have
0: it probably would have kept, you kept, kept up, me awake, but by but... the time
1: you got to the end, you probably would have crashed
0: girl, I would have been dead on Sunday. (laughs) But it was incredible just even just to watch. And I know everybody had these amazing experiences. And if you're on social media, you're seeing all these pictures of people with like smear. You know, they survived the wild hunt. So I know. It was incredible. Next year, I'm doing both of those late-night rituals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. we're doing them together because I ain't missing it I'm I'm going to quit being a grandma about it. (laughs) Um, No offense to grandmas out there. A lot of you have more energy than I do. Yeah. Um, Well,
1: maybe we can just take a little nappy-nap earlier in the day or something and then go.
0: And then go. That's right. That's a good plan. So um, that was Saturday night. And then Sunday always sneaks up on me. And I'm like, what? It's Sunday. It's the last day because you have breakfast. You have, like... Um, you have a workshop and a keynote in the morning, and then it's the last day. So you've got like those two things lunch, closing ritual. And I always forget that it's the last day. You just kind of get into that mode, and you're like, Temple Fest, I'm here, yay, I'll see everybody. And then you're like, oh crap, it's Sunday. I got to pack my stuff and I got to hug everybody. And then some people leave on Sunday early so they can get flights and drive back. Whatever. So, so sometimes people are just disappearing, and you didn't get to hug them or say goodbye. Or, um, and I always forget to take pictures. So you'll see like ninety percent of my pictures. I have the same shirt on because um, <laughs> I forget to take pictures minute. until Sunday. And then I'm like, I need a picture with you. I need a picture with you. And I have to tell people so they'll come find me before mm-hmm. I leave. Didn't you want a picture? Yes. Get in here. Um, and then we have the closing ritual, and it's so sad. Like. Um, for a lot of people that put on, you know, Temple Fest, of course they live there. They live in New Hampshire. and They're like, great, awesome year. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, We're done. Thank God that's ever gonna well, do. Well, you know, and they don't. I mean, they don't act like that, but I'm sure they're ready to get home. <laughs> yeah. Um. But for those of us that are coming over a distance, just making my legs walk back to the cabin is it's a it's a force of will to make myself leave. Because um, I don't want to. I just want to stay in that space. I want to stay with you know. It's a it's a little different for me because I have people to come back to. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a community here. Yeah. That um, you know, that I that I work with and mm-hmm. that I see. So I'm not going back into sort of isolation. We actually had a listener question. I'll read the question because it relates to what I'm talking about. Okay. Um. Uh, she says, "I don't know if this is a proper question, but I'm curious." Uh, it is a proper question, listener. Um, it says, uh, if you experience the usual coming to after you experience the usual coming together with community and making new friends, inspired, recharged, etc., Do you ever leave feeling just as isolated, unfed, insert adjective here as before attending? So I'll answer from my perspective and then I'll let Ifa tell hers as well. So for me. It's 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 different because I have a community to come home to. Mm -hmm. You know, I have people here and people that are temple tradition. So I'm not, you know, just separated from that tradition either. Um, I come back here and we have classes and we have Sabbaths and we have conversation and, you know, I have community. Mm -hmm. So, no, for me, I don't feel isolated. Um, Temple Fest for me, um, like I said earlier, is like a pilgrimage. So for me, it almost feels like a reset. I don't have that post tumble fest letdown, like I miss it, and I want to go back and i'm I'm excited about next year by the time I'm walking out the door I'm like can we can we get tickets for next year? Um, so yes, I have that, and of course i I miss seeing the people in you know in New England that I don't see every every but once a year, right of course, um but we do have contact, we're on social media, so I'm not totally isolated so I don't know that I have that same letdown. I have a totally fresh perspective when I come back. Um and somebody said uh that the the whole purpose of of a festival like that is to take your is to have a journey. So, you know, there's a beginning and then there's a journey while you're there. You have an experience and it's not always, you know, this beautiful, magical, perfect time, you know, right. you're going to dig up some shit and you're going to deal with stuff and you're going to process things and you're going to you're going to hit the bottom and you're going to hit the the top of, you know, your whole spectrum while you're there. And then you're going to have a completion. It's like it's like going on a shamanic journey or a ritual. You know, when we do journey and ritual That's what that whole experience is like. It's just over the course of several days. So and I'm not immune to that, of course. I had moments where I was just like, fuck it, I'm done with the entire world. (laughs) You know, and I had moments like, This is it. I've figured out the secret of everything. You know, you just have that journey, that experience. Mm -hmm. And then it ends and you close the space and the ritual's over, right? right? Um so I usually come away absolutely energized like even people on my facebook pictures have been like wow i've never seen you look so rested and it certainly isn't because i was resting a lot it's i I feel rejuvenated Mm -hmm. you know i come back i'm full of energy i'm ready to work i'm excited um i i look like i'm 10 years younger um but that's not the experience for everyone right you know, some people come back and they have had this community together time and they come back to a space where they don't necessarily have community because they're solitaries. We have a lot of distance right. members. And they don't have anything, and anyone they to share
1: their experience with, exactly. which has got to be really
0: heartening. It's, it's got to be really tough. And they get that once a year connection with their people and then they're, they're separated from their people again. Right. You know, what does that feel like? So Aoife, you are, you are one of those people. You don't have a, a witchcraft community. Um, right, that you work with locally. So, tell
2: us your experience with that. I, I definitely understand what they're talking about. Um, you go to a space where there is a community. The energy is different. You have people face to face that you can talk to, that you can connect with, and you make those connections. And when you come home, it almost like it is a highlighter just scraped across your solitude. You know, suddenly it intensifies that now you're once again alone. However, if you have come out of your bubble at these group community events like Temple Fest, if you've come out of your bubble and you've reached out to other people and you've made those connections in this day and age, in the information age, where we have social media, where we have cell phones, um you have not connected with someone enough to friend them on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, or gotten their phone number to text them. Um, It's going to be even harder because if you've made those connections and you're now friends with people all over the world, all over the country, you now have somebody that you can reach out to on that personal level and you can chat over the phone. You can chat via text, Facebook messenger, Snapchat, whatever, um, before social media it was probably much harder um you could still call on the phone um but you're not you weren't as connected now social media can help with that feeling of isolation but there definitely is that intensified feeling of loneliness when you come back where you just have to ground even more into your personal space and realize that even though physically you're alone those energetic connections you made there keep you connected to those people on different levels of consciousness so you're not really alone just reground into your space and know that you're still connected you're still connected energetically spiritually you're still connected through social media and Social media is, Selena and I were talking about this, it's, a, it's something that we have now that I, we don't think that people really think of as a spiritual connection or can help with those spiritual connections. You know, how can we use social media in our practices? And one of the ways is to stay connected to the people that you meet and that you befriend at places like Temple Fest, at these festivals. But yeah, it can it can be isolating. um, I mean, you were already isolated before, and it can definitely intensify those feelings. um just breathe through it, you'll ground it, you'll feel better. And once you start talking to people and don't be afraid to reach out if you if you friended them, if you got their phone number, don't be afraid to be the first one to send out that text or that message saying, "Hey, I miss you." Hey, how's it going? Reach out to, don't wait to respond to them. Take the initiative, reach out to them. They might feel the same way, like they're timid about making that first move. Be strong, make the move, maintain those lines of communication. I agree with that. There was, um, <laughs>
0: uh, for about two, three years, maybe, um, me and one particular uh <laughs> person who was at temple fest each year we wouldn't speak at temple fest and after we got home i would get a text message hey it was good to see you sorry we didn't get a chance to chat let's do better next year absolutely let's do better next year the next year comes nope i come home i get a message hey i saw you again we still didn't chat next year Yep, it's gonna happen well this year we did we sat we had lunch together a few times we chatted um got our picture together um you know and it may have been just to avoid that <laughs> that text of hey we didn't talk um but yeah you're you're making those connections and and that feeling of isolation that is you're not alone in that a lot of people are experiencing that letdown afterward um because it's like this this rush if you don't have a regular community uh to practice with you get that rush, you get that, that feeling of being connected, you know? And so, yeah, it's totally natural to feel isolated when you're, when you're back in your, in your space, but you're not, it's an illusion that a witch is never alone. Like not even just, you know, your guides and your gods and your allies and, you know, all of that, but we are connected and take advantage of those connections. You're absolutely right. And that whole, look, that whole social media thing, we're going to have a whole show on that one day Mm -hmm. because I've got some crazy Aquarius ideas. Um, (laughs) They're crazy. But look, we've been talking for fucking ever. So all I can say is Temple Fest is my fave. And um, do it. To Can Fest. I say
2: one more thing about Temple Fest? Yes, Shoot. I, I want to say one more thing too. It might be the same okay. thing. You go. We talk about like the bonfires with the deer effigy. We talk about the sacred fire that's held um, from the from start to finish at Temple Fest, and those fires would not be possible without Hawkeye. I want to give a oh shout out. Oh my gosh! To yes, Hawkeye. Hawkeye is our fire maven. She, she's amazing. She not only deals with the physical presence of the fire, she deals with the energetic space of the fire. She keeps everything on the up and up. She keeps everything safe for everyone and the space. Because, I mean, we're in a we're on a campground. There's a lot of leaves and wood and trees and a lot of things that can catch fire. Mm-hmm. And she maintains this space in such a way that everyone is safe every moment of every second that we're there. So big shout out to Hawkeye. I love you. I can't wait to see you again. I love her, too. And we shared a bunk with her this year,
0: so that was awesome. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, at Timblefest at the right before the opening ritual i believe um we light a sacred fire that we keep burning the entire the entire festival um and it's doing a lot of magical work uh in processing all of the things that we're dealing with as well and it's sort of an anchor point people can go and sit by the fire meditate do all that but somebody has to have their eyeballs on that fire 24-7, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Somebody is sitting out there watching that fire. And a lot of times that's Hawkeye herself. Um, you know, we bunked with her, so she would come dragging in at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, and volunteers help, too. You know, mm-hmm. they take shifts. And after the first year that she stayed out there for, like, 24 hours, oh um, she's, she's no longer allowed to work more than two hours at a time. Right. Um, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh so that's 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 Hawkeye. And yeah, volunteer, you know, if you're going to an event like that and you have an opportunity to volunteer and add your energy to it, Mm -hmm. um, man, do it. Because, you know, not just to help out the people who are making this event happen, um, but it's good for you too. It's Mm -hmm. good for you to to contribute (laughs) in some way and it's really fulfilling and and grounding in a lot of ways as well. And sure kind of ground you into that expe- work.
1: Sure it'd be a learning experience as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, oh and there's prizes for <laughs> once you volunteer <laughs> there. Them. There are prizes. Uh, prizes, prizes too. uh you know, don't don't let the uh internal feeling of a job well done <laughs> 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 if that doesn't motivate you, there's also prizes. Um so I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Um go go to Templefest, go to it, go experience these places because you meet people and you meet uh, presenters and you hear things in a way that maybe you wouldn't have on your own or, uh, you know, maybe you wouldn't have bought that book or, or this or that and the other. And it may have a really important key for your practice. Um, so go learn, experience, try new things. I'm a very big um, supporter of, of experiencing and learning. Like you don't have to just take whatever anybody tells you or, or whatever. Just go learn, find your own way, experience. And that's a big part of what the Temple of Witchcraft is about, too.
2: If you have any questions about Temple Fest, anything that we didn't cover today, reach out to Mm -hmm. us. Please, please, please ask questions. We are happy to connect with our listeners. Big shout out. Uh, Look, I was about to talk about her. Big shout out. I I mean, go. Are you going to say her name? Just like, I
0: don't know if she wants to be outed. I don't know. Are we talking about the same person? We're talking about the same person. Okay, so one of our listeners... Came to Temple Fest. What? And we got what? to meet her and spend some time with her. And she was awesome. She got a button. Um, we gave out buttons and I've got some left. So I've got to mail one because I didn't do any mailing last week. I was not in town. But I'm going to mail it. It's happening next week. And um, yeah, that was awesome. It was great to meet her. And look, she just started Witchcraft 1. Congratulations, listener. Congratulations. You know who you are. You know you, know who now you are. You're on the show. Um see you know, she's been on the show a couple of times because she asks questions.
2: Yep. So we yeah, encourage the question
0: asking. But we got to meet her, she was fabulous. That's awesome. I'm gonna call her our super fan. Our super fan. Our super duper fan. She's but, our super fan. I think she is our, our super fan, but I'm her super fan, so that's well, fair. Absolutely. That's fair. Okay, let's sign off. Dear God, we're gonna talk forever. We could talk until the end of time about it's Fest. True. Let's don't. Um, So thanks, everybody, for listening. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. That helps us get our podcast in front of more listeners like you.
1: If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305 or find us on facebook.com
2: forward slash Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast. You can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast. And search for Crossroads and Cauldrons podcast on your favorite podcast provider for our latest episodes. Thanks again, everyone, and blessed be. Bye, everyone. Bye, y'all.